What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Chris was saying that he wore, he loves being on his show. Before you came out, we were waiting for you, and Chris was saying he loves being on his show. That's like his comfort zone. But when he yeah. ever steps out of that into other shows, he is worried that he will fall flat, that he is boring, I, that I he's really not nervous. wacky, hilarious Chris Cody that yeah. everybody is wanting, which he is a terrible expectation to have. I used to get really nervous on the main show, like at the very beginning when I was like never talking and then I went to talking, I would get yeah. very flustered and sometimes made fun of on the air because I would just lose my train of thought. But I've gotten past that. But now when I do other hits, I just get this like feeling like I need to be good. Like I I, I saw yeah. like Jerry Seinfeld like talk about this, like how about being prepared when you come on somebody else's show. So I've always just yeah. like, I want to be good, but I feel like I'm never going to be Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you probably won't. No, I don't think you're going to be Jerry Seinfeld. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, where you're aiming? When okay. Seinfeld right. that, exactly. cool? When I see Seinfeld say that, I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Why don't you just you, – you'll be fine here, man. You'll be fine. We'll be happy right. to have you. Would you better just be regular Chris Cody. Thank you. You um, know what's funny were, about that? Like there ahead. are – I can't even say the fraction of people that listen to – the show he's actually on <laughs> I know. like they, it shouldn't be that way. Right. That, that's like yeah that's i mean i i don't know that's what that's what's weird about it is that i it's just the idea of like doing it and like i'm not i don't know I, i'm used to you know what it is i'm used to being like the the like on a starting lineup like the fifth guy and i can yeah. just shoot whenever i want whereas in yeah. this setting i'm kind of like you know when i'm getting interviewed i'm expected to be like better than that so that's why i feel the pressure of like I, i'm gonna have a lot of attempts tonight i gotta i, I don't want to shoot i gotta shoot at least 50 percent <laughs> look we're gonna we're gonna give you the ball tonight so that's what I'm we're, like, we're yeah. expecting i'm gonna pass it right 30. back to you i'm more of a I'm more of an assist guy so like but you I'm can be, be bosh 30. You, right. you can be bosh though out of you know it's a three it's a big three but you can you can be bosh if that makes you feel more comfortable okay that that is the we need that's... 22 and 10 
Yeah, that's, that's now I'm sweating again. I was feeling better, and now I'm... <laughs> also, in addition to that, um, some of the greatest big man defense of the pick and roll we've ever seen. Because yes. that was also part of Chris Bosch's yeah. game. I was like, um, you're, how are you nervous about this? I'm literally in my dad's basement right now. This is literally <laughs> original. You have they built you uh, an extravagant, beautiful studio hmm. at the Clevelander on Miami Beach, right on the ocean. Well, ESPN and, did, and, and you're fine. Like, yeah, we just well, kept, it's still there, right? Paying the rent. We just kept paying the rent. Like, we didn't really. Build <laughs> this it. is a show that literally I'm in my dad's basement right now, and you're nervous about this? Yeah, I mean, I'm in my dining room. My kids upstairs. My wife's putting her to sleep. Like this is a this is I'm out of my element right now. That's why I'm here, by the way. I, I don't live in my dad's basement, but this is the only place that's quiet at this time of day. Right. So it's if you become... hear a child screaming, it's me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it's I, you I, or also... your kid. Right. Both. <laughs> Jason, I saw uh, Ashley this weekend, and she was telling me like, "Yeah, he's you notice he's been at his dad's house a lot more to record because it's it's kind of crazy over here sometimes." <laughs> right. I'm like, "Look, but watch, watch, it's like really quiet over there when you're not there." At my house? No, yeah. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's never <laughs> quiet. There's three kids, two dogs. Like, there's no way it's ever quiet there. Um, Chris, you asked, Chris asked me, we were chatting a little bit before you came on yeah. Paul Russ, uh, Chris asked me, did I get nervous when I was first going on shows and things Doing like hits. that? Oh, definitely, man. Especially on you guys show. Um, that's really how it started is I went on and you guys had asked me for the first time to come on when I was covering the heat, talk about the heat. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm a fan of this show. Like I, there's a high, high standard here. Everyone I know listens to the show. Yeah. And I just oh, was I can't like, imagine. you were probably like shit. You were probably like, what am I going to do? I got to have a bit. A little. I got to have a bit. It, that's exactly it. <laughs> and I said, all right, here we go. If this isn't going well, then I'm just going to torpedo the bleep out of yes. this thing. And that's what that's what happened. Dan was arguing me about some like nuanced stat or something. And I was and it. I'm like, I don't the argument's fine, but I'm feeling like this is not good. This is not good. I know the show's supposed to be funny. And I finally was like, this was one of those bad. This is the one bad heat season I covered, Russ. <laughs> I finally and it was all true. I was like, listen, do you know where I'm doing this from? I'm pulled over in the yes. parking lot of a KFC in Indianapolis on my way to the airport to talk to you. So we I don't really it. need to and have this it. argument. I remember that. I remember, like, we were just cracking up and just like, because you painted such a picture of like, I'm in a sad truth. Dude, it was, it was so like the funny. middle of winter, winter, overcast in a KFC parking lot in Indianapolis, like <laughs> near the airport. It was as sad as it sounded. Oh. And I was Chris, like, I'm just going to hit, I'm hitting this hard if things aren't going well. When you guys had him on, like, did somebody know he was funny or was it like shot in the dark? We think this guy might be funny. Let's give him a chance. Well, I think it was like, I think we were all just were we we felt his like dry like I don't give it, it was kind of like I it was almost like he painted a sad picture but it was also like I don't really like it was almost like I don't give a shit about this he was just like whatever like this team stinks like why are you even like talking to me about this right now <laughs> that's so definitely like, uh, his mo with the Bears just like eh, this team stinks right I don't even care and we, 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 we I've made fun of him before I mean he just everywhere he goes it's just that he's gonna get that type of yes. team so like you know I heard Jeff I, the Bears are looking at Jeff Ireland now perfect. I was just like perfect and Flores like, he needs to go like everyone is just all the former Dolphins people are just attracted to Jason but, uh, yeah I just I just remember. Like that was, we didn't like, we just kind of assumed I had never really like, met Jason really before that. So like, that was what I, I didn't knew know. Jason is. Yeah. That's why I was like, so that was what he was as far as I knew. And it was just, it hit for me. I, I was like, he's either doing a bit or he's just really dry and funny. Like it was either yeah. way it worked. 
it worked, Russ. And then I was like, uh, okay, I, this is my life now, I guess. When I'm on this yeah. show, this is what I got to do. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine when you're on for like five or ten minutes, and especially right. fine when I go on to cover the Dolphins, and it's just like even easier to play that character. But yeah. then we got to a point where I was on for an hour once a week, and I'm like, I, I can't keep this up. Like, <laughs> we, we can't do it like yeah. this. I told yeah. Mike, like, like I'm not going to keep doing that character yeah. on here. So, like, right. first show, we had to be like, hey, look, you know. Yeah. Hey, I'm a real joke's person. Up, I'm not really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start our show. Let's start our show. Uh, welcome yeah. to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey, and our guest co-host that we are so glad to have from the Levitard Show, Chris Cody, live from Miami. Hello. Up, Chris? We, we, I, I, I thought we were talking before. Like, is this my first words on the show? Or people? No. Oh, no. I'm just no. Cold open. Cold open. <laughs> I know. I just, you told me that before. I just wanted All to right. throw there a wrench. All right. There we go. I just wanted wacky to make... wild card <laughs> yes. power cable. Chris, Chris Cody bringing the wackiness just I'm right back. from the jump. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sports, Jason is, yeah. Sports Jason is brought to you by BetUS. You can use promo code SportsAdjacent, all one word, to get 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com. Does Chris, does Chris, Chris get in trouble? Uh... No, 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 Question for later, Russ. Question for later, Russ. Chris is on mute. Chris is on mute during this part. Chris is on mute during this part. I'm just here so I won't get fined. But Chris Cody... Chris Cody is presented by Sheets and Giggles, I believe, that's right. right? Damn right I am. Still? The that's best still damn, going? That's still going. The best <laughs> damn sheets I've ever had in my life. Sheets and okay. Giggles, 20% off. Right. Promo code Dan, I think. I don't know. <laughs> is it, <laughs> it with a question mark? Me. Does it have to have a question mark yeah. at the end like you just said it? I, you look at the, you hear the way I'm selling this product. I mean, why wouldn't companies are lined up? Like when my Twitter handle, le- when shits, and, when sheets, when shit, when sheets and giggles gets off my Twitter handle, there are companies just lining out the door. I love How it. Did, no, we, we actually have some huge uh, show news to get into, but I just want, I want one more minute on this. If we don't no, mind. For sure, please. This is way more important. Like, all right. All due respect. Um, there was a point where you were kind of just Greg Cody's kid. That's How right. did you go from being Greg Cody's kid to um, signing an endorsement deal? <laughs> um, being as like you see how you guys were cackling about a minute ago. That's why. Yeah. Okay. That's there you why. go. He he brings the funny. <laughs> he brings the funny. Um, I have no Chris, idea to answer your question, but I'll take it. Let's do this. It is really interesting that you're here. It's kind of it's. Uh, by chance that it happens on a day when we have huge show news to address. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to hand it over to you here, Russ. Go ahead, man. Why? Well, you want me to interview you about it? Ooh. I mean, I Chris Cody. Okay. So Chris news. Cody already knew about Chris it. Chris doesn't Cody, care about this. I no, 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 he knew Twitter. about it. I heard the news. I brought it he up. Knew about I was it. like, this is, okay. Let me Chris set it up a little me, better than, but, okay. let yeah, me set it up set a little up. better for you. Okay. So, um, I wanted to just leave it to you. I don't want to dictate how this comes out from you. Uh, Chris Cody told me today that he saw your tweet that you are leaving the Chicago Sun-Times. True. Which I have mixed feelings about because I, I, even though we don't really work together there, I love being there with you, being teammates in that regard. For sure. Um, this has raised uh, – you did not say what's coming next, so everybody's wondering. I will – And we've gotten a lot of questions now. about – We've gotten a lot of questions, Russ, about whether our podcast, whether Sports Jason is going to keep going. That. I did So is this that. the last episode? Is Chris Cody on for our last um, finale here, or are we going to keep going? Can I, we at least know that part? Because I count on these paychecks. I, 
Well, if you're counting on this sports adjacent checks, we got other problems, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, I the pod will keep going. Okay, pod thank will keep God. Going. Until right. further notice, like I don't We're back think, on Chris. Yeah, you you can tell tell Ashley checks are coming in. Yeah. Um, no, nah, man, like the yeah pod's still going. And it was actually the thing that helped me get the next job. They were like, look, we love what you're doing, your podcast. That's good. the type of stuff we want to bring to this new venture. Actually, I think I can say it because I will have put the tweet out about me, uh, the new place. This episode will come out Thursday morning. Um, I will tweet this, what I'm about to say on Wednesday. I am going to okay. be the national MLB insider at Bally Sports and Stadium Network. And I am going to be doing a five-day-week show at Stadium Name to be Determined. On TV. On TV, yeah. Let's go. It's huge. That's awesome. Congrats. Huge. I appreciate it. It I got uh, a concerned text at one point today, like, oh, no, what's going on with Russ? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you have no idea. No, no, it's good. Quite quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. No, it's a... it's been a crazy couple of days, and Jason, you found out before the world did, and I get a text from Jason the other day once everything was finalized, like, hey, man, there was some times the last couple of weeks, it looked like you were going to throw up. And I was just like, well, listen, buddy, I was. Um, now, it's just, it's nice to know that everything's settled. I've held this for a couple of weeks now, and... I'm just glad everything's kind of resolving itself. Show starting at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of good things coming. I'm excited. But also, like, really grateful that I got to work at the Sun-Times for two years and cover the yep. Chicago Cubs and be a kid from Chicago, write for a paper in Chicago and do that. So, oh, and I don't have to leave the city either. So for people who are concerned, I'm still going to be here. It's the best part. Uh, Everything uh, originates out of the studios at the United Center. Correct. Correct, and then I'll be uh, still writing about baseball regularly, but nationally, and you know, traveling, doing interviews, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's huge news, man! It's an enormous climb for you. I mean, I want to say a huge break, but in a way, it's like this: everything was kind of leading towards something like this. Either way, I think if it wasn't this, it'd have been something similar to it somewhere else. I mean, there, it's no surprise that people want you to be. A personality on their network. Stock is definitely up in <laughs> Russ Dorsey LLC. I'll tell you that much, buddy. Are you, gonna, Jason? Are you going to Stugatz this and like look for your cut? I mean, they said it was part. It was the, part, <laughs> it was the podcast that like maybe ninety ten yeah. his, his way. Uh, like, you know, they definitely like, you said know. it. They said, "Hey, we love what I, you, you do on the podcast." I should. I should start sniffing around for like a finder's fee or something with this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, I am fifty percent of that podcast. So. Yeah, oh, I just I uh, I discovered Russ Dorsey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> After he was already like five years into his career, <laughs> I actually want you to pull that in court. And be like, Your Honor, I was friends with Russ after he got into the business, and I think I'm entitled to a percentage. <laughs> that's right. Yes, uh, you Chris, and my you're, agent you're, should get the same thing. There you go. Uh, Chris, you're a TV star. You got any advice for Russ as he begins this part of his career? <sighs> Just be an example. We'll see. Like, my show is so stupid that, like, the advice <laughs> I would give you would be terrible advice, probably. I mean, you're five. Right. Uh, right. The, the, he the wants show, to do a good job. The show Chris, that yeah. you're doing five days a week, is this going to be, like, is information stuff, like, more than just, like, like opinion stuff? Like, are you allowed to, like... It- 
it will be that style roundtable format. Um, not just baseball; it'll be all sports. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be. I don't want. How do I say this? Well, Dan doesn't work at ESPN anymore, so I can say it. Yeah. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be like a first take, right? Like that's right. not what the show is. And when I was talking to them about it, it was like, "Look, guys, I don't want this to be that. I want it to be yeah. something more." And I'm a reporter, like. I'm going to give you information. Yeah. I'll do it with personality and fun, but like, I'm going right. to, I'm going to tell you what's going on. And so they were all for that. And that's what we're going to hope to bring to people every day. Yeah. I would say just my advice would be do all that, that good information stuff. But when there's little moments of like levity, like just soak in it for a few minutes and like, don't be afraid. I mean, I guess on this type, maybe you shouldn't do that. See, I know this is just bad. Like just, <laughs> they want fun you know, though. No, they want fun. like, just, I just would say like, have fun with it. That's what I would say. That, that's my most generic advice that's not going to get you in any trouble have some fun with it <laughs> words for me man that's and awesome. develop like develop like a go-to move like blending two words together right yep. Chris? Mm-hmm. signature that, that's that's chris yeah. russ just in case you're not aware that's chris's like uh you know step back jumper or my stumper kind of kind of like <laughs> something like that got it but, but basically Zero like zero step you- don't that's be people love fast food. one legged three. Yeah. That's his move. People love fast food talk too. Don't be afraid to just bust oh, okay. out with like, a, right. what's your favorite go to, you know, drive through order at a fast okay. food restaurant. So like, like they're asking, the topic is what's wrong with C-block. the Cowboys and they want Russ to talk about. I'm Taco thinking Bell, C-block. Okay, I'm thinking right. C-block though. Don't worry. Let's carry <laughs> okay. it a little bit. Look, It's a 90 minute show. So we got time to develop. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm like podcast producer. I have no idea. I've no, never worked no, on television this valuable, before. This is valuable feedback, man. <laughs> valuable feedback. Um, you already know this because I've said this to you privately in many different ways, many times. But I am incredibly happy for you. And you know, I know this will sound weird, but I'm like super proud of you about this, man. This is awesome. Thank you, man. I uh, I think the coolest part about the last day, uh, um, couple days when people hear this, is just like the outpouring of support from people who have seen me whether it's write every day in the paper write stories go on tv goof around on twitter like whatever i'm like man i'm really sad that you're leaving the paper because i love reading you but like i'm really excited for this next thing uh i don't look at it myself as being something as significant as it might be and that may be part of my um my fatal flaw, hopefully not fatal though. Um, I don't, I don't think of things as being that big and that significant. I try not to and keep everything mm-hmm. kind of in perspective, but um, I really appreciate that and that people like read my stuff every day, even after two years of working at the paper is crazy. The fact that people yep. know me off of Twitter is crazy. Like me and Chris have followed each other on Twitter yeah. for like a year and a half, right? Yeah. Never met in person. But like yeah. that's cool, and yeah. the fact that people care and people reached out—it's awesome. I think what you also saw, and Chris, you probably have experienced some of this with you guys' success in Miami. I think what you also saw, Russ, or at least I observed from afar, is how many people that know you that are so so happy for you yeah. to have success and to see you, quote unquote, make it in a way that all of us have certainly thought you're capable of and certainly expected. No, man, that's you want to make people proud that believed in you from the beginning when you didn't have all the success and notoriety and people that follow you and all that, like people who are just like, I believe in what you're doing. Like, that's 
that's been the best part for me. And like to tell like my mentor that I got this job last week and like all this other stuff has been awesome. And shout out to my parents um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for holding me down for a long time and, and dealing with me and believing in me yeah. from the beginning. And like my brother, um, I'm not gonna cry on my podcast, so I'm gonna make sure I get that out of the way. Uh, his family I, supports his career, Chris. They they support my career, Chris. They really do. And uh but like having them in my corner, like this process wasn't as easy as I probably wanted it to be. It was a lot more yeah. stressful. And just getting through that, they helped me with it a lot. So thank you to my folks, my brother, um, and everybody that's supported me since the beginning, since before I even got into sports media and journalism and all that stuff appreciate you guys. and let's stick it to the assholes in high school too right the people we don't Hell like yeah. too like look at me now yeah. look at me now <laughs> there we I'm go on tv every day <laughs> see that's the advice chris that's why we're bringing you on here <laughs> so that's what I mean, we just 95 percent of it should be what you said but at the last five percent that's right what about you 95 percent humble and gratitude five percent <laughs> you guys i remember you jack miller <laughs> Isn't that basically the uh, Isn't that basically the Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech? Isn't that the <laughs> yes, template? Everybody, for that? everybody who started over me, that right. one guy that I don't remember your name. Yes, you'd be saying that to almost no one, Russ, because almost everyone who knows you has been rooting for something like this. Correct. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the, you know, that dude. But there, I will say there were some editors as I got my start who were like, Nah, bro. I definitely still keep those right here on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. What about you, Jay? What, Jason? Do you have people rooting? You keep like wanting yeah, him to like, name people. Like, like, do you have people that root against you, Jason? Like, are there people that like haters? You mean some I hateration? Feel like there's some haters out there, but like, I, I feel like it's rare where somebody is just like, my goal in life is to make sure Jason Leisure doesn't make it in life. Mm. I do think a lot of people like get mad at Jason. So there might be a lot more out there than we imagine. Honestly, that's get, yeah. People get mad at me like all Bears season. I've covered the Bears three seasons now and they get mad at me throughout the whole season until it gets to the end and now they're like on my side. That's how yeah. that's every season of the Bears. Every season I spend all season telling you guys this isn't good, this isn't good and they're like shut up, we like the Bears and then at the end <laughs> they're like, "Oh man, this isn't good. Someone should have told us." I need you to let me know by the end of this. This is like the least interesting thing that we said this entire podcast. I have the the ability to keep Justin Fields in a keeper league. And I need you like, is he good? Like, is that something I should like? It'd be like a late round pick that I'm giving up. Like, do I want him? Is he, is he going to be decent next year? That's not the show we do, Chris. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Russ's dad is always tweeting at me. I wonder if you guys uh, have some common yeah. ground on your on your dad's my dad just embarrassing me that's what my dad does other than giving my dad job is a good yeah. tweeter yeah no my dad's okay that, my dad that's did. that's surprising at 66 years old my dad's out here tweeting like i'm actually like, concerned and when jason texted me it was the first thing i woke up to he's like your dad's a really good tweeter it's like what is going is on he? in the world that's, I, there's nothing see there's nothing more the, the pressure of like is this tweet a good tweet or not before you send is an interesting feeling of like there's nothing worse than when you feel like a tweet's going to do well and then right yeah yes the, the thing with my dad is like i i don't want my dad to get canceled <laughs> so it was like i can't Dude, like i know the concept same, of cancellation same. my dad is is 60 something like 
he might say something that he and usually I, I I don't worry about him. But like you never know what he thinks is cool that I'm like, Dad, that is not cool. <laughs> and now people are like, Russ, is this your father? And I'm like, now I have to shun my dad publicly. Yeah. For something Podcast, you didn't even know yeah. about. Podcasts are a very beautiful thing for an old, like I, I do a podcast with my dad and it's it's much better than if I was doing live radio. I love the ability to be able to edit something that he said. <laughs> we we know I we definitely it. know about that. <laughs> I love when I see uh Ricky Dorsey pop up in my tweets. I don't think he tweets a lot of his own um separate tweets. I think it's no, more he likes like the re- reply. replies. Yes. Yeah, which is fine. Which is a great way to use Twitter. And yes, he's always I think so too. He's always very sharp. I I love his tweets, man. That's my. That's man. why I texted you. Your dad's a good tweeter. No, he. Uh, Were you worried when you when you woke up to that text message? Like, oh no, what did he do? I was I was I was not concerned, but I'm like, what did he say that made Jason <laughs> say this at six thirty in the morning? Because that's sidebar. Like when Jason texts me, I don't wake up until eleven. Jason is up at like five thirty, and so then. The te- the time between the text and the response is usually like five hours, yeah. and in my yeah. head I'm just like, what made Jason at six thirty in the morning? But also, my dad gets up really early, so he probably replied to something. That's probably it. Yes, right I wake up, up at a normal uh, grown up time. I am very jealous of eleven a.m. By the way, that is I have not slept to eleven in a long time. <laughs> well, see, here's the well, it's the benefit of being a beat reporter with that I'm actually You're yeah, working I, the games I'm not, at night. I'm not right. that anymore. Yeah, working games at night. Now, having a show in the studio every day, like, I'm going to have to be, I told my mom this morning, I'm like, I'm going to have to be at, like, at the studio at, like, 1130, yuck. And she's just like, you do know, like, when I used to go to work, I, I got on the train at 515 in the morning. And I'm like, huh, that sucks. I got to be in the studio at 740. That what time sucks. don't you live uh don't you live up north a little bit? Like, yeah. how, how early do you have to get up to make that happen? I, I, I give myself an hour. I, you know, I, I can get there in 40, in 40 minutes of traffic because I kind of go before the rush hour, kind of. There know? is no there is no before the rush hour. Well, you know, yeah, you're right. It's, you know, it's very crowded, but it doesn't get that crazy. I generally, yeah, I, I leave my house 640, get there 740. How many shows are you on right now, Chris? You're on the main show and you have one You have one with your dad? What's that one called? That's the, the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. It's a Miami okay. Herald podcast. Why uh, is it not the Greg Cody show with Chris Cody? Wouldn't that... Uh, because we, we, it's a narcissist. My dad's a narcissist, so we're kind of just like playing <laughs> off that. It, it's really like a, such a ridiculously self-absorbed podcast. My dad just likes to talk about like what he like his his day. He thinks everything he does is interesting. See, it's the opposite of Russ's dad because he like he actually is good and then like says some things that you're like, oh, my dad is just like, I got coffee this morning and then I uh, Went to Dunkin' Donuts, and you know he's just like saying his day, and he thinks it's interesting. Anyway, so yeah, the, check it out. Was that a good? Was that a good recommendation for the podcast? Not, nah, no. Yeah, and then I'm on, I'm on a couple Metal Arc ones. I produce Cinephile with Adnan Ver, okay. movie one, yeah, yeah, movie podcast, and then I'm on the Mystery Crate, like that's kind of like the Shipping Containers podcast. Okay. So, I, this right. is my yeah. question. This is my question for Chris though. Before we we go here, how much pull do you have in Metal Arc, Chris? Like, could you say, hey man, I'm I think we have somebody that we need to pull in. Could you? Uh, oh no, they, they, it's very collaborative. I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, you you send things and they just kind of disappear, and you don't ever get responses right. on it. But like, no, like they're it's a very collaborative. Like, you know, they're trying to turn this company into a company that creates big time like documentaries for like you know, and sell them to the Netflixes and Apples of all the world. So 
there's been plenty of meetings where it's like, you guys got any ideas for talent, hmm. uh, docs, like sports docs you think that haven't been made that like we are new podcast. Russ, are you going to pitch them Hogan Johns or what, what's going on? Yes. New podcasts. <laughs> Hogan Johns. Also new podcast. Jason, also. I, you know, everybody over there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, trust me, like I could, I, I'll put in a good word. I just, you know, <laughs> hey, man. I, I, but, but like I've, I, I haven't, I'm just going to let you know, I haven't had a ton of success. There hasn't been a lot of biting on my, on the re on the fishing lines that I've been throwing out there so far. We just want to get, we just want to get a shot up. <laughs> That's all. We, I'm cool going over one from the field as long as we took the shot. Cause what a okay. Dion way to say it. Like I could go over 10, but I'd rather go over 10 than over five because that meant I got, yes. I lost confidence. I stopped yeah. shooting. <laughs> yeah. I always, when in doubt, I always tell myself do as Dion waiters would do. Hey man, good way to live. Chris, I do want to ask you about your show a little bit. And one of the things that you brought up was your, this is a, we're asking you to play a bigger role today because it's three of us mm-hmm. as opposed to, what is it, eight or nine on your, on your, it guys depends on the show? day. It depends on the day, you know, because of all these projects. Like we all, like the yeah. way I have a few projects, we all do. So we all get dragged out at times. So, but yeah, there's always at least five to six people that are ready to shoot if we're using that analogy we Um, are and but you have but you do have like a big three you have three people that are going to take the majority of the shots on this team how do you decide what how do what how do you best explain your judgment of when it's time for a chris cody moment when is it time for chris cody to jump in um that's a good question it's just it's over like now it's gotten to a place where we are such an like a we're flowing that i have such a better feel for that now than ever like we're a lot of like n- n- eye contact. Uh, I, if I have a quick little line, it could be Mike is talking and Dan's about to go next, but I know I have a little window if I just want to slip something in or, and it's, you know, it's basically just my role is just to bring the comedy. So if we're doing a segment that's very serious, mm-hmm. I know late in that segment, I'm looking for the joke. Like the entire time I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what can I do at the end of this? That will, you know, throw that curveball Cause that, that's what we, we, Every if if a segment is just serious the entire time it we like to, you got to end on a joke or something so like that's my sweet spot that's why like I feel pressure here because like right now when I end up talking for longer than a minute you get this kind of answer where I'm just kind of rambling I'm not well, this is interesting no I know I'm, I'm being self deprecating but it's the it's just like my sweet spot <laughs> my sweet spot is just like I, I I have a joke here let me I I just feel that's my sweet spot so. Yeah. I get insecure about when I have the ball in my hand for an extended period of time. But you have an extremely high hit rate when I you do, do I, shoot. You you shoot well. Yes, I, I, I agree, and I've gotten better with it. And it, it's one of the things that I'm kind of in the Stu Gotts lane uh, where if I'm bad, it works out. Then Dan will be like, that was not funny. You're terrible. Go to the ocean. <laughs> and then it, we just had a funny moment on the show for something that I didn't do that was funny. So it's like even when I'm bad – it gets made fun of, and that's good. And when I'm good, I'm good. So it's 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 hard to lose with the setup that I kind of have. Chris, would you ever do anything as unprofessional as eating a sandwich the size of a baby on the show or uh, rattling around your spoon in a cup of ice cream and slurping it up? Um, the noise is a little odd. I mean, I will definitely eat during the air like i'll, I'll be i'll be snacking because that just kind of fits my character on the show as well like <laughs> okay right so i'm not i'm not you're not going to get any pushback on me on taking a little bite during the show but as a producer you and of an audio platform you know to mute your mic before you do it 
Yes, of course, of course. But you know, in this Zoom world, we've all done the thing where we think we're muted. Like I can't if it's a <laughs> if it's a one time thing, I can overlook it. But if it's like a consistent pattern, then we might need to you know have a talk. But no, I, the I, guy, the, yeah, the guy we were we're referring to, our our esteemed producer Anthony Gill, he he's aware. <laughs> he's he maybe he's doing he a bit maybe it's funny maybe he's, do, he's doing I'm the telling comedy you thing. he has he did a segment eating a sandwich the size of your child chris and there was literally we also have a video component to our <laughs> i guess there was literally mayo, mayo. in his facial hair <laughs> it would be very disingenuous of me to criticize a producer that's getting laughs by like eating mayo See, like that's would... kind of my role on the show. So like I'm, <laughs> I want to I want to steal this guy from you guys. Like, See, honestly. I'm pissed because I know he's sitting here listening to this as he's editing. Like yes, I knew I told those bastards. That's yeah. exactly well, what we want. Send me your especially resume. Because, I'm a big fan. Especially because especially because this is one of his heroes, Russ. Like yeah. he adores Chris Cody from Chris, the, from like the first Billy. couple of weeks we started this. Well, yeah. but Chris in particular, Tony has been on me for almost a year. To get Chris Cody on our wow. show. Wow. See, and I like him. I said that before I even knew that. I mean, me and this guy, I, I need his info. I'm going to need to. Wait, can we trade? Can we trade? Can we get Chris and then he takes Tony? Oh, we, uh, we are uh, the salary cap. Yeah, I was going to say. like we, Numbers do talk, not match you know, up there, Russ. I, hey, hey hold on now. Hold on now, Chris brother. presided by Bet Us. Chris brought to you by Bet Us. <laughs> and it's a decent link to it. <laughs> BET. <laughs> Chris, Chris sponsored by BET. <laughs> Russ, I don't know how much of the uh, the story of their show you followed, but I find Chris I find Chris's role in all this extremely interesting because they were on ESPN, they were the most popular show ESPN had, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris, but essentially ESPN reached in unexpectedly, fired Chris, See, calling it. I was just going to make sure make sure you get the lingo right. Let go. Let Chris go. <laughs> like a, claiming, you know, budgetary, yeah. whatever. It was one of the uh, sweeps. Of his it, was, duties. it was one of the sweeps when, like, they made news. ESPN's yeah. about to lay off 250 people, type thing. Like, I just and they just threw Chris Cody's name in there, and the their show basically revolted. Yeah, and said you can't do this, and that was the beginning of the end of them with ESPN. And then everybody saw the jackpot landmark deal that they got. Yeah, coming out of it. The the real yeah fifty mil I always tell Dan I like to remind remind Dan of that. Um, Dan did well they didn't cons- they, you know you think when you have a Dan Lebetard it's his show if you're gonna make a cut you say where are we making like not that I'm not that I wanted someone else to get it but they didn't do that they just made a decision without yeah. saying anything to him so that was like the disrespect that he you know and like now a running bit on the show is that it's my fault we left ESPN when really like the analogy I like to use is there was a bad marriage and I was a child right. and it's like now the child is being blamed for like, they're like, <laughs> they were getting, dad broke up. trust me, yes. I've lived in this household for years. This marriage was ending. Okay. Like, maybe, going nowhere, buddy. maybe the, the kids always involved, know, don't they? The kids maybe, can tell something's off. Maybe in, they don't the know the involved, detail. Yeah. They know something's not right. The kids. Maybe the thing involving me was the last thing, but I'm not the reason that this happened. That's like the analogy I like to use, but yes, we left because of like they, we, I think they did one more show after it happened to me. It happened in like late November. They did one more show because we had a, a, a holiday break planned. And we and like we did one more show on January 4th, like a goodbye show. But it was yeah, it was that was the final straw, as they say. 
Well, just so Tony knows as he listens to this, it, um, we're not doing that for you. If Lawrence reaches into the show and fires you for budgetary reasons, we're just going <laughs> to see if Chris Cody will produce the show on, yeah, on the side. Yeah, Chris, so. <laughs> Chris yeah, a real question here. Edit. Real question for you. How did you real feel answer. in the how did you feel in the middle of all that? You, oh, you had, dude, it was it was, the, it was a lot going on, man. Dude, it was the worst. Like Dan made me feel really relieved really quick, but there was probably a 12 hour period where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like, you know, I, but my the thing is is that when I announced it on Twitter because Dan wanted to turn the whole thing into content. Like Dan and I was interested in parting ways with ESPN in a way that 15 years from now I'd like to maybe be able to come back here. Like I yep. wanted to part like I wanted to take their like be like yep. I understand, thank you for the 5 or 6 years. Like I wanted you to do it that keep way. Always open. And yeah. Dan was like don't tell like I want to he wanted to reveal this on the air. Like he didn't want me to reveal it on Twitter before. And I like pushed back on it and I ended up revealing it on Twitter before we ever went to air. Cause I was like, I at least want to get my message out there. If once I go back with Dan, he wants to, you know, blow up the whole thing with ESPN. At least I have my statement of like, Hey, I appreciate. (laughs) So when I, when I tweeted out that I was one of the people, dude, the Twitter back, like, you know, it was insane. Like, so I was made to feel good by all the positive people, like saying that it was bull crap, but Oh, I was, there was tears. I was like calling my dad and like, I was like, I was trying to be like, I'm going to just going to eat it. I'm going to be tough. But it was, it was like the, I would say a good like 24 hours of like before Dan was like, I'm going to hire you. You're good. Like I, so, but, but for that 24 hours, it was terrible. (laughs) It was like, my whole life was like, Oh, this thing I've been building for five years. I think it's done. I need to, I started doing stock market. I was like, I need to like, I need to all in 12 hours my money. I was okay. like, where's all my money? I, I need to like, I need to get, you know, I need to diversify. <laughs> like what's liquid? What can I liquidate? <laughs> I was like, right. I, I've never been, this is a new experience for me. I, I had something yeah. going and now it's all gone. Like where's all my money? <laughs> uh, Chris, though, on the flip side of that though, you had everybody in the room having your back in that moment. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like it, it also, once I announced it on Twitter and I got, like, and all the D, the DMs too, like. Yeah, but the people you know, the people on the show yes. had your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were the Dan. Unless and, they didn't, that makes it sound like no. they didn't. Well, like Hold the on. way you, I, I was thinking of like the Roy's and the Billies. They were all just like, "Shit, sorry, man." But like, yes, like Dan and them. Like Dan called me right away and was like, "You're good. Like I'm gonna hire you as my assistant." Because that's what he did. Is he hired me as his assistant? Yeah. Like you know, quote unquote, and was like, "He's gonna still be on the show, but he's he's just I'm paying him and he gets a raise." Dan did the thing just to stick it to them. Was like, you know, and he's getting a raise. <laughs> Ah, what a time that was it was it was like what a roller coaster of emotion that's what that that 48 hours was do you uh how does it feel now does it feel like that's over and now you guys are rolling again the way you want to you feel back comfortable and settled in and yep it's it was a rough like the first five or six months of the new company it was just like we were just changing like our the way we were doing stuff and since we were on radio with ESPN, we were still deciding, are we still going to do a format that sounds like radio, but that's just a podcast. So there was like an adjustment period. And, uh, but we've finally found a groove now and we're able, since we have so many people, like we can kind of go and shift some. So we're able to work on our other projects. So we're not overworked because there was a time when we were doing the show five days a week and we had other projects, but now we've able to lighten the load for some of us during the week so we can have time to do the other stuff. So it's, 
we found a nice groove. They they brought in a lot of people to help like manage the situation. There's way more meetings at Meadowlark than there ever were at ESPN. A lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of just checking ins and but that's it's we're more organized now. We're better for it, even though it's you know, sometimes can be a lot. Inside the Levitard show. Inside stuff. Behind the scenes. PTS. What else do you want to know? See, I'm feeling uh, awkward. You guys just sat there. We, well, we usually just kind of we usually just kind of let our segments come to their net. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay. Which, no, which our, yeah, I guess our, sometimes our guests don't know that, and they just feel like yeah. they have to fill the space. Awkward. Here, I was gonna say this. Like, <laughs> we've gotten much more insight insight from from Chris than we got from Billy. That's yeah. Billy's Billy does a thing. Billy's perfect in this setting. He's good at being like I didn't. I heard. I actually he was did. So I, yeah, weird. I did. He I did was hear. So weird. He was. <laughs> He was just, he was so he weird. He was fine. Are we? It was he sticky weird or was he it genuinely was, weird? I don't think it's ever stick with him because I've spent time with him off air and it's. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's right, this the is same. this is what it was. This was what it was. It was a kid with ADHD that had playtime with three other kids who also have ADHD and they record hmm. a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> It was like having two Tonys, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Are you, our producer and him are identical. So we're, is Tony here listening to this and just I can't see him or not so that I Tony, want to? Go ahead, Russ. Oh, one, shout out to our, our guy Tony who got engaged this weekend, and we'll have yes. a full deep dive when he comes back. Uh, he's on sabbatical right now. We don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> when he comes gonna, back? They might already be married by the time we do a breakdown of the engagement. You're, we're well, gonna have to have you do it. You were the, you were there. I was there. Me, Go Lawrence, friends and family. But no, we'll def. I talked to him and I told him we'll, we'll have the deep dive when he comes back, and hopefully it's soon. We're not rushing him, but Tony, get your ass back in here. <laughs> um, so no, but yeah. So he's on his uh, sabbatical right now. His PTO that we do not give him legally here at sports adjacent. I mean, geez, I guess I wasn't that big a deal though. You'd think he'd come back. I mean, geez, I mean, I mean, right. I thought he wanted, really wanted to, you know, Jason, <laughs> he, he really likes me. His guy, right. His guy's here. And then boom, yeah. no Tony. Yeah. It's all right. I get it. Uh, you weren't worth coming off sabbatical for. That's Chris. what I'm saying. I mean, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave vacation for me either. He told me there was something else I was supposed to tell you. Now I can't remember it. Like you guys, uh, didn't give him a T-shirt or something. I don't remember what it was. Did he, I, I, there was a time oh, you know what it was? where I was supposed to send a lot of T-shirts, and I that was have, definitely what it was. It was. A I may have. I may have let a few fall through the cracks. Just throw them away. It was not <laughs> personal. Just, no, it was just I had a lot of them. I, there was just a lot, a long list yeah. of people, and you know, you know, there's cracks. You know, there's cracks in the floor sometimes. Things <laughs> fall that you don't intend for them to fall. Like you just, oh no, it fell. Oh, oh. I picture these all over the uh, floor of your back seat of your car, Chris. Yeah. I don't. I remember what it was that Tony. I remember his gripe with you guys, is when I started doing the Lawrence Holmes show up here when I moved here. Tony was the producer on his show, and Tony had tried to get clips of from when I was on your show to build like a like an intro or something for. Oh, did Mike say no? My weekly spot, and well, I don't know if Mike really said no. It was more ESPN policy. Was that yeah? But I but I believe that's something I would have gone to Mike and then Mike. Yeah. So like that. Like yeah. I, I, and now I guess he hasn't let that go. I guess Tony's still mad about that. I do remember that. Completely now not you guys' that. fault. I remember that, and I remember sending it up the chain. And <laughs> what can I do, man? I got to know. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but in hindsight, that's one of those things. This is like a producer. Ready? This is something he should learn. Mm-hmm. Assess the risk. Sometimes All it's right, better to ask for free. That's it. 
That's it. Because he better he to ask. Better. No, to ask no, no, no. For... We need to proceed with this. We need to proceed. I think better we need to, to ask proceed. for. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Sometimes. Oh, nope. Never mind. No. Nope. See, I was. No, I told you, Jason. I knew where he okay. was going, and I'm well, like, no, I thought Chris. We can't afford Chris that, Chris. Cody. Like, we're gonna get sued, and no, then Jason but... and I have to pay. I thought for like it. professional producer of a major show, Chris Cody, was gonna give him good advice. Chris, Absolutely we're already. Not. Our producer Tony is already steering way too hard in that direction. We need yeah. to pull back on but that. like, like, see, we don't like when I was at ESPN. We won't play something Fox because that's like a direct competitor. Like, right. do you think ES like is ESPN gonna be like doing a search? Like, you know what I mean? I, I think you're good. Like me, like like, and I'm not and I'm not being disrespectful. My dad's podcast. Well, you are a little. I let it fly on my dad's podcast. We do parody songs. We do everything on my dad's podcast. That's a Miami <laughs> Herald podcast. Like I'm telling you, what like, like I, I, I'm telling you, like you you don't have to like there's like you're gonna be fine on a little tiny clip that there's nothing that's. ESPN, like, there's no, like, what are they gonna like? It's just Chris, you. No, it's as long as Dan's not like. I wouldn't have a thing with so unhelpful right now. I wouldn't have a all this. He adores you. He's gonna be like, well, Chris, I'm gonna do as Chris Cody does. If it's I'm a like, clip, Chris Cody if, and them have a lot more money than we have in sports. Yeah. Jason LLC, but if, are you it's a, me? if it's a clip just of Jason talking on the Levitard show from seven years ago, and it's just Jason isolated. That's like, who's like, what, you're gonna go into court? You think there's gonna be a trial where it's like, dun dun dun. Jason, is this clip was this you on the Levitard show 17 years ago? Up, oh, yes, it was. <laughs> you owe us forty eight dollars. And dun. you have to take down all your episodes. I mean, I just, I mean, I, I roll the dice on my dad's podcast. I'm, I'm just being honest. Okay, Here's the thing, well, Chris. that's it's not a, it's, good advice for Tony Gill. The problem with Tony is he'll take like the biggest sound bites in sports, throw them on the pod. No, like, like bro, you don't want to have licensing for that. Yeah, you don't want to steal like Monday Night Football music. Like I, that's what I mean. You don't want to use like music <laughs> that's used on other broadcasts, and you don't want to do live. Like you don't want to do Joe Buck and Tony Romo like live broadcasts, but mm-hmm. like clips from shows that are like very quick snippet things i honestly like do think you'd be fine if it's i don't i wouldn't put dan in your open but if it's just you isolated (laughs) i think you're good i'm being honest there okay well that's not our policy here at this company I'm, I'm going to send our invoice uh, for our attorney when we get sued because right. Tony yeah. doesn't follow directions. I'm going to send it yeah. to you, Chris. No, yeah, send it to Mr. 50 Mill over here. Right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fight. Hey, guys. Russ Dorsey here from Sports Jason. I want to give you my picks this week. First week of wild card round in the NFL. Got a couple of picks for you. Hope we can make some money. So first game I want to go over Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, a lot of offense in this game. Joe Burrow's last two games that he's played, he's thrown for over a thousand yards. That offense is hot. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Joe Mixon, Derek Carr and company. They're going to have to keep up. 49 is the the number four points total in that game. I'm taking the over, a lot of points scored, a lot of offense. I wouldn't be surprised if we see 600 yards of total offense in this game. So press the over, 
Vegas against Cincinnati. Then next game, New England against Buffalo. New England, they, it just feels like we're, we're due for an upset. Buffalo, really good team, not as good as they were last year. New England plus 170. Money line, I think that's good value. I think we're feeling the upset. Make yourself a little bit of money. Last game I'm looking at this weekend, Monday, Arizona Cardinals against the LA Rams. Arizona at plus 170 as well. The Rams haven't quite found who they are yet. Obviously, they have a lot of star power, but the Cardinals, even with all their injuries, I think they have a shot in this game. Kyler Murray and the boys, I think they have a shot to upset the Rams here in my boy Cooper Cup. So plus 170 on the money line, riding with the Cardinals, try to make us some money, some value there. Uh, as always, use promo code SPORTSADJACENT at BetUS.com. Get yourself a 125% sign-up bonus after you deposit your first $50. Good luck with your bets. Let's make some money. Okay, should we go to our, our go course, to our, our, our actual insider now? Our national right. insider. Yes. Let's uh, use the let's use the ESPN MLB uh, baseball tonight music if we can get that Tony. Stop Put it, that stop right it. under here. No, here comes no. the cease and desist. <laughs> you're not even allowed to. You're going to get sued. They won't even care that we did it. They're going to be mad at you. No, they definitely suing you, Chris. You think they like you yeah. or Dan? You guys, are, you guys are living scared. <laughs> well, we're living scared, yes. too. Uh, <laughs> right. There we go. Yes, let's, food. Let's, let's check in right now with our, our newly minted. Uh, he's our insider, but now I guess we'll share him with Bally. He's our baseball insider. Russ Dorsey, let's get an update on the baseball labor strife, the situation. Are the players still locked out? Yes, but there's a oh. meeting. A well, usually meeting these today. are just yes or no. Yeah, well, well, today we have context, Jason. Okay, all right, all right. Um, let's do it. No, they're not. They're st- yes, they're still locked out, but there's yes. a meeting today, the day we dropped the pod on Thursday, um, that would be January 13th, mm-hmm. to talk about what was minted core economics. So we'll see what that means. Probably what does that mean? That sounds like a class. It means everybody's yeah, gonna be everybody's gonna be mad, and then we won't have baseball. For a while. Okay. So that's our MLB update. Is um, you know, you're supposed to be an MLB insider. What if there's no MLB? Well, what are you going to do? On, at least I'm on a show five days. Yeah, week, you got so. the other show. That's right. Yeah, 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 it works out. It works out. Uh, did you I, guys see? Did you guys see? Go ahead, Chris. I, I heard Jeff Passan on ESPN the other day say. He's seen crazier. Th- he's seen weirder things than pitchers and catchers not reporting on time, and I was like. What are the weird shit that Jeff Passan's seen? Like, I just like I want to know the weirdest shit Jeff Passan's ever seen in baseball I mean, or like in life. I got I I I not to I actually DM'd him not to be the name dropper of a guy that has DM'd with Jeff Passan, but right. I uh, I DM'd him. I was like, I want to know the weird shit you look at that's worse than pitchers and catchers not reporting on time. <laughs> he didn't respond. Oh, see, I was hoping for the response. I was hoping for the response. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see the big return of Clay Thompson to the NBA after uh, at least was it two years or more off? Two years, more I think. Three? Oh, I think it's. I oh, know. I just think it's more than two calendar years, is what I mean. I don't think yes. we had seen him since uh, the 2019 Finals. Right. 
and came back, had 17 points. I, I was watching the highlights. I saw this after I got back to my hotel room after the Bears game on Sunday in Minnesota. Uh, I, the highlights made it look like he made every shot. And then yes. check later, and it they wasn't often quite do that. that. They often do that. Those highlights wasn't quite like that. Uh, yes, they do. That's a good, that's actually a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, Clay Thompson, do you guys do this with a player comes? I thought back he from... scored fifty off the highlights, of this, and then it turns out he scored like seventeen. Go ahead. Do you do this with players when they're coming back from catastrophic injuries where it's like you're just scared they're going to get hurt again? The very oh my first, gosh, like, yes. I, I don't even like to watch the first game back. I'm like, just yes. let me know it went well. Is like he just and and I saw some piece with Steph Curry like narrating it. I'm like now you guys are like building this thing up even more. It's like I'm just so worried about. I was that. nervous. Like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> there was, I mean, it was a national game. Tons of everybody was watching. I yeah. watched, uh, and he comes out, makes the first shot, place goes up, it's great, and then you realize, oh, they're only playing him five minutes a quarter. It's like, oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, or at the end of the second, that's why you watch the highlights, Russ. Yeah. Yes, because then he makes every shot flawless. <laughs> right. But then that's he right. finds a groove, gets hot, and goes on one of those Clay Thompson runs where he's hitting threes. He he banged it on three guys. Like it's really good, really good comeback. I got nervous. To Chris's point, I got nervous. They showed the highlight package that they showed was. Starting with him being introduced, they're going through warmups, I think, mm-hmm. and then being introduced. When he went and, and jumped as, up against the basketball, hoop. that's the part that I, right then and there, I was like, "What <laughs> are you too. doing? Me what too. are you doing?" <laughs> Even though it was nothing, yeah, it was nothing. I mean, right. it's nothing compared to like then later he dunked on some guy and lands yeah. in kind of a crowd of shoes on the floor. But yeah, yeah I was nervous right from that part when he went it's, and kind of chest bumps the, the stanchion or whatever. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Yep, me too." Same thing. No, I was land, like, no, land, no. Land gently, land like a feather. <laughs> Russ, they were the best team in the NBA without him. They were. He's really, really good. I mean, that. He came back game gonna... one off 20 minutes and scored 17 points. Yeah, and he'll get better. Yeah. It might be a wrap for the West. I love having that team back because I was, that team was so much fun to watch. I had no. Uh, beef with them or anything there was no there's yeah. no hate watching with the warriors they were, they were a fun style of basketball an excellent style of basketball great personalities great players and then it fell apart after that loss to toronto and i you know a lot of times man the heat have gone through this with uh it was a little different because they lost lebron chris but like a lot of times when it goes it doesn't come back yeah no and like you look at what they lost besides clay like you lose clay for two years then you also had the best player in the world and Kevin Durant on that team. He leaves. Now it's just Steph and friends and him and Draymond. But then you get James Wiseman, the number one pick in the draft, and you get all these great role players. Jordan Poole, who was turned into a starter while Clay was out. Now he's going to be their sixth man. Like They built a team while they were really bad, and now they get all these pieces back, and it looks like the throwback Warriors again. The teams from you know, 2013, 14, 15 – um, it's really good for basketball. And they're so much yeah. more likable. They're so much more likable without KD too, at least to me. I like, right. I, I don't know when they had KD, I don't know, just the way KD is with the media and like, yeah, it's, did you have a problem with them forming a super team? Chris, did you object? No, to that? no, it has nothing to do with the super team aspect of it. The heat did that. It's just, you know, maybe the heat, you know, I was a heat fan, so maybe the heat weren't likable, but I don't know. I mean, the heat, like they're a big three, you know, Draymond's kind of a, a big three. So like, I, I, they're still kind of a big three. And I just, I don't know. I like the warriors more without KD. I don't know. I just never, I'm not, 
KD's very surly and like he's he seems he to have no time for the media or people on Twitter or anyone. I don't know. I just I don't like people that take like I like fun people and he doesn't seem to have a lot of fun. He doesn't seem KD. fun. That's true, Russ. I like KD, see, man. Like, I'm a big but, KD. Okay, I like his game, I, I too, but he doesn't saying. seem fun. Oh, I love his game. I love his game. I don't I, think he'd be fun to hang out with compared to a lot of other guys. In comparison with the guys in the league, I mean, there's a lot of guys who are like, ooh, he seems like he would be a fun guy to like go to the club with or whatever or yeah. just hang out and talk to. Yeah, I, I guess I can see your point, but. I don't know. Just the, like, the way KD and, Ky- KD and Kyrie are like the only guys in the NBA that kind of just like, I don't know. There's just something about like I don't know. There's something about their personalities that I don't know. That's it. I don't know. Who else See, do I tail you not like? Tail what about in other sports? Who else do you, do you just like? Ah, uh, I, like I can't. Football. I can't like, hang out with you. Who do I not like in football? Who do I not like in baseball? I don't know. You have to like do some filling here. Okay. Let me think about it. <laughs> who are, who are the uh, who are the polarizing personalities, Russ? What about like and... Russell Westbrook, Bryce Harper? Um, who else? If we're going to go in sports, I, I feel like Westbrook gets a bad rap. He, him, I've always liked. He's very fiery. I, I don't know. For some I reason, think Draymond, I think Draymond, it was a more nuanced individual where it's like, it's personas, right? When he steps on the court, he hits a switch and he becomes the Draymond that we see. And then he walks off the court, different guy. So I think yeah. there's some nuance there where people are like, oh, I hate Draymond. But it's like, nah, it's a really nice guy. <laughs> it's just who he is on, on the court. Uh, I think Chris Paul is like that. I think there's there's some of that with people that don't like Chris Paul Yeah, for a lot of those same reasons. Um, I liked KD when he was with OKC. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to dissect now why I don't like it. I think it's because he got to he, all the negative attention that he got with Golden State. Like he kind of put his back up to that. And I don't know. Man, I guess I I can't blame him. I guess if I did something like that, and in, in he's a little surly. Him. He's on the surly side. But I um, liked him. Like I love that. Like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kate, even though they played the Heat in the finals, and the Heat, Heat gave him the work. But I, I liked that team. Like I, I liked KD, and you can't deny. I mean, he's so freaking good. That team breaking up gave us three MVPs. That's wild. <laughs> like it might be yeah. better for basketball history that they broke up than than right. the other. <laughs> What would it have been if it didn't, though? That's, I mean, it's a, it's an odd, like, Harden and Westbrook are like those two that it's like, can you win? Like, they're good. They're great. It I mean, it worked, though, right? Like, that was the first shot, at, by, their first bite at the apple, and they made it to the finals. Yeah. And then they didn't make it back. But, like, think if the Thunder picked James Harden over Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Right? Maybe we're talking mm-hmm. about all three still being together and an OKC title. But, like, that history is going to look at it like, they chose Serge Ibaka over James Harden. They traded yeah. him. Team broke up. Three MVPs. And I think it's better for – I think it was better for all three of their careers in terms of, like, individualism where it's, like, each guy – like, James Harden isn't who he is now or who he becomes the player if he's in the OKC, right? I feel like Westbrook is the one guy that, like, you could make the argument if they, they probably might have wanted to keep that together. I mean, he did have his time when he was there alone mm-hmm. in OKC, the tri- all the triple doubles, but not a ton of winning. Yeah. Here, here's one for you, Chris. How about Rodgers? How about Aaron Rodgers? This was a guy that was a staple of you guys' show it for a long time. into that, right? Now, now there's been quite a bit lately. Like, what about him? I mean, not to, like, you know, not, not to get all, not to get political. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not someone who has, like, you know, turned on Aaron Rodgers as much as some people. Like, obviously, he clearly, you know, misled, and that was kind of shitty. 
but outside of that, you know, I, I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is an interesting one. And now he's, you know, rebutting uh, reports of him like boycotting the Super Bowl because now he's yes. like, I'm, I'm out with the, the media. So now I'm going to do something that they might want to hear. Like, no, I'm not going to boycott. So he's trying to like, yeah, get back in kind of. But he said a bunch of F words. So it's like <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that later in the show. <laughs> Russ, did you did you catch uh, now? You probably didn't. Why would you have caught this? But I was looking at a transcript of his media press conference Mm-hmm. last week and there was some question where he in the response said something like yeah i addressed it less i addressed it the other day on mcafee like that that now counts as like part of his his, his media, media availability and, and i you cover green bay i guess you need to listen to mcafee every week whenever he's on because you got to see what he's going to say on there but i like how yes. he refers it to it as mcafee like it's howard stern like yeah i said that on stern yeah you know, yeah, I I think that's one that definitely became a thing this year because I liked Aaron Rodgers for a long time and it 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 took a turn this year um, for a lot of different reasons. Like he he says it's because he's unvaccinated and now people think he's some. I think there's just a lot that has come with that beyond that, where it's just like, all right, I'm good now. He's got this whole persona going at this point, and he like spun, you know, turned into the. The Kurt, like he's he, he's like, all right, I'll be this guy now. I'll be the villain. Cool. How did we take a, a happy, uh, triumphant Clay Thompson return segment and turn it into Aaron Rodgers' misery? I think because I said I didn't like KD, and then we were okay. like, who yes. else do we not like? Right down the rabbit hole. I'm so negative, so you do, Chris. Why are you doing so that? Yeah, yeah, you're doing the opposite of what we brought you on for. You're bringing the show way down right now. All right, forgive me. I'll do better. <laughs> You guys want to do football roundup? Yes. All right. Football roundup, which is brought to you by BetUS. You can use promo code SPORTSADJACENT and get a 125% sign-up bonus. It starts with... Is there, like, country music playing, like a roundup? Like, what are we doing here? Like, this, is this is kind of what Tony... Tony thinks it's like Woody's roundup from the Toy Story movie. He usually, you know, oh. sings a song. Can, everything we do makes me miss Tony. Our first... <laughs> First time football roundup is the Aaron Rodgers story that Chris alluded to, uh, mm. Russ. Who knew that Boomer yeah. Esiason was such a newsbreaker? Boomer uh, Esiason, the new Adam Schefter, just um, always wrong. Boomer uh, Schefter? Yeah. So after, quote, re- you know, reporting that uh, Matt Nagy had already been pre-fired, which, you know, we all could have assumed that Matt Nagy was going to get fired. But I, I actually don't think he was literally told that until after that last game. Uh, he... Then reports that Aaron Rodgers would consider boycotting the Super Bowl over the COVID protocol. And uh, apparently it was a prank, but it was enough to set off Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Russ, I think this would be a good time. I think Tony would appreciate this tribute. One of Tony's signature segments is a reading segment here. And I think I think we should have Chris Cody, his hero, his mentor, do the reading segment. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers, Chris. And now, Chris Cody reads. This is how I got my start with Sheets and Giggles, by the way, doing a read terribly. And I did it so yeah. bad that I drew a lot of attention to the company and then they paid me money. So, <laughs> okay. Shiggles. I think that happens here. Uh, that's okay. Was, Tony, you know, Tony doesn't do a great job of these either. He doesn't. He actually does the worst job. The person we actually had to do it last week was, or two weeks ago was way better at it than Tony was. Who right, was so that? Who did such a good job on it? Was it Cam? Cam. Yeah, okay. It was great. 
All right, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers, Chris. All right, so this is Aaron Rodgers responding to Boomer Iason's report on the McAfee show. I've been, I'm sorry, Boomer who? <laughs> well, so what was that? Boomer, Boomer Iason, did I, did I oh, do this? Okay. All right. See, I get scared. When I have to read, I'm telling you, this is not he, you Jason, do. you're right. He did say, like, Boomer Iason. <laughs> Damn it. I've been giving a lot less the last couple of years, but one thing I do give a major about is ridiculous narratives about me. I'm going to boycott the Super Bowl. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> then he slapped down. Then he what are, what are they going to do for the Super Bowl? Are they just going to stop COVID <laughs> testing, though? Because we had just, you know, just in week 18, we had Justin Fields had to be scrubbed for the final game because he tested positive on a Thursday. Like, what happens when somebody tests positive on Thursday, February 9th or whatever that's going to be? Jason, I don't... You, Jason, you said it for like the last three months that it's going to eventually turn into the don't ask, don't tell with COVID protocols. Yes. And I definitely yeah, think that week of, week of the Super Bowl, they're going to be like, hey, man, if you're not coughing, you don't have COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A thousand percent. Hey, you there's look no way. feverish. No, yeah. no, no. It's just hot out. There's no way Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady is going to, like, you know, on Friday of the Super Bowl, uh, he he's doesn't have symptoms, but he will be entering the protocol. No shot. Like, just no shot. <laughs> Did you guys watch Chargers versus Raiders? Kind of a weird game. Yes. I watched it, and I was kind of blown away by everybody trying to pretend like they, they thought. Everyone wanted a tie. It's like, it's not as fun as it's, everyone thinks it's going to be fun. That it, like, you just want them kneeling the whole game. The game we got was a lot better than if they just kneeled it the whole time. I hated everyone on Twitter beforehand trying to want them to just kneel the whole time. It's like, you, you think you want it, but you don't want that. Yeah, see, that would have been dumb. The, here's the thing, like, Chris, like, I didn't think there was any shot that there would be a tie in that game, right? right. I know. It's like, there's no shot that that happens. Like, everybody right. wants it. It won't happen. And then we get to the end of regulation. It's like, all right, it's going to go to OT, but I still don't think it's going to happen. Then you get to the two-minute warning OT, and you're like, later oh God, and later and later. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's Did like, this see- is insane. Did you see what the cl- – like, there's a video clip, and it, they slow it down. You could see his lips moving with, like, 32 seconds left in the game. Justin Herbert on the sidelines mouthing the words – I've never wanted a tie so bad in my life. Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, you could get wild. in the playoffs with a tie. It's like, screw this game, man. I just want to play another week. And my coach thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And it changed the whole calculus for the Raiders. Where it was like, uh, I mean, all right, we'll, we'll run a play now and get a first down or call a timeout and win the game. To your point, like it never made sense for the Raiders to want a tie. Because if they tied, they would have been going to Kansas City, and if they win, they're now going to Cincinnati. So, like, I mean, I would think that that would be incentive enough for them to at least, like, let's go for the win, and then we'll have a tie as a fallback. No, it, like, but everybody, Derek Carr said it after the game, like, yo, we were going to probably run the clock out, if, but they called the timeout, so it's like, eh, okay. Yeah. And if you're Brandon Staley, like, what are you thinking back in your office when you get there? Like, dude, we could be in the playoffs, and I call the timeout. Yeah, yeah, I played chicken, and I shouldn't have. Um, I never thought they were gonna just like kneel down and waste the whole game. Although maybe the Raiders would want to because the Raiders would have a grudge with the NFL, but you'd need both teams to do it. But I was kind of thinking, Russ, going into it about the type of scenario that actually ended up happening. What if we get down toward the end, and there's an opportunity to go for a tie and they both get in. I mean, you still need both coaches to kind of agree to it in a way, I guess, without actually discussing it. And we see how that went. It would be just like a 
<laughs> like finger signal. guns. What, what would the signal be, Chris? Wait, if you, if like, you, if you, I think you it's the like, tip of the cap. I think it's both coaches looking at each other from across the sideline, and they both at the same time tip of the mm-hmm. cap, and it's just like, all right, we're gonna do it. So if you're having this conversation. Let's. Uh, are you are you Staley or are you? Uh, I don't know the Raiders coach name. The oh, Rich, Rich Basaccia. Thank you. you. Which which one are you? And are you like telling them before the game? Or are you talking on Thursday? Like, how are you setting up this scenario where you guys are going to be like, look, emergency option. If I lick my lips, that means go for the tie. Yeah, I'm definitely working it before. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, hey, let's do the, just the kneel thing. We'll kneel. We'll both go to the playoffs. And then yeah. with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, I'm having Derek Carr fake a kneel and then try to throw it deep and oh, go okay. against All the right. whole plan. And like late in the fourth quarter after we've kneeled it for it's the most ridiculous Sunday night broadcast in history with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth just narrating kneels for the entire game. And then they just fake kneel it damn Reno style, even though his was a fake spike. And then. Boom, touchdown, Raiders win in the fourth quarter. That's what I wow, want. You're, to see. you're slippery, man. <laughs> I like the idea, though, of like, hey, we're going to play this game straight up, Russ, but then, you know, if it gets later, the the, the signal is caca, caca. Like, yeah. if I yell that across the sideline, it means, you know, yeah. we go in a, for the sta- time. in a stadium with 65,000. <laughs> yes, caca, caca. The, the hat you're wearing, well, no, Jason, also be saying it. you're wearing a California Angels hat, maybe like an Angels in the outfield thing where it's just all of a sudden the whole sideline. <laughs> what if both sidelines all of a sudden are doing Angels in the outfield and then they're like, all right, we're going to both just go to the playoffs. We're going to fly off to the playoffs. I'm a fan of that. I feel, like, I feel like this was one of those games where there was too much talk about the tie leading up yeah. to it. And it got On in everyone's social media it, for sure. It, it's almost like it made it happen like if i'm like hey russ russ whatever you do don't say this word don't say it don't say it and it like makes you say it in the end we're we're right here we're like we're gonna have a tie organically basically at the end almost <laughs> on to the pittsburgh steelers who had a vested interest in that game that was the interesting ripple effect here was all the steelers needed was for it to not end in a tie right and they're in didn't matter who won as long as they didn't both win, as long as there wasn't a tie, the Steelers would get in. What a weird way to watch a game, for one. And then you're sitting there watching it as a Steeler player, knowing all we need is for this to not end in a tie, and all night it looks like... Mm. The thing that shouldn't happen, like the lowest percentage... Right. There's ah, been one tie happen. in the NFL all season, Russ. What do you think Mike, what do you think Mike Tomlin was thinking? Because you guys see the video of him dancing well, in the locker room after. That was yeah. pre-Sunday Night Football. He did that. He put himself out there on social media <laughs> dancing, celebrating, making the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I just I, – I, I can only imagine what his household was like when he's like, I'm, I'm watching myself on TikTok right now dancing, and we're about to get eliminated because of this damn tie. No, nah, that's rough, man. It was nice to see him have fun for once. It was. No, that was cool. That was Mike Tomlin video. might be the least likely coach ever to dance on social media in the locker room. You notice he never blinked while dancing. Him or Belichick. I mean, I don't know. He never blinked. No, Mike Tomlin doesn't. He never blink. blinked. Well, he does blink. He does blink, though, because Mike Tomlin said that he fell asleep and didn't see the end of the game. And at first, I saw this headline that Mike Tomlin slept through the end of the game that his entire season was riding on. And I thought he's probably kind of joking or I don't know if right. Mike Tomlin jokes, I guess. Um, but I watched the video of him saying it, Russ, and he, he didn't sound at all like he was joking. He sounded like he was dead Very serious. That he yeah. he kind of slipped into sleep toward the end of that game. I kind of did too. No, if you, you kind of did too, Chris. Yeah, but your job wasn't riding right. on it because your season <laughs> wasn't the, riding on it. The crazy part about that, what's not crazy about that is it wasn't like 
the game got better as the night went on. Right. It was a like, good it, game. It was a good game, but it yeah, wasn't like, like who, you didn't think it was going to end the way it did. Well, but who falls asleep in a fireworks show? Like it was a good, it was a good yeah, ending. I, I, I would agree with you there. Sometimes that couch, man, that thing that, that doesn't, it takes no prisoners. My couch, like, I don't care what you're watching. You lay down on that thing. Out. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you a person who could fall asleep at any point during the day? Like if you're tired, not during the day, no but late at night, like or... once you, once you get okay. past like 11 PM, if, if I'm trying to like, like sometimes like, well, like, you know, throw on something on Netflix, never make it mm-hmm. through like anything like, cause that's my time to like watch stuff. It's like late right. at night. And I, I'm like, that's when I, you know, I'm like, all right, tonight I'm, I haven't watched curb this week. Let me watch the curb. And then I'm just, I'm out before the on HBO. Thing. <laughs> You can't you can't watch stuff at that time that you want to watch. I know because you might not make it. Like when I'm watching TV that late at night, I always watch like Simpsons reruns or something, or something that I can something that it's okay if I fall asleep during, and not something I'm not like Ozark that I'm trying to follow. I do the thing where I'm like laying on my right side, trying to like prop my head up because like once the head's leaned back on the pillow, I mean that's just game over. So it's like, but then after like six minutes, my whole right side's asleep. So I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta lay on my back for a few minutes. Boom, dawn. Russ, I had uh, I had a weird dream the other day. Actually, do you want to hear that? <laughs> a weem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Chris made me think of it because he was talking about falling asleep watching shows. Yeah. Okay. I had a dream that I was being attacked by my daughters, uh, by their their um, dolls, like their Barbies and stuff. Jesus, were attacking me and biting me. No and more shit. I was like, bed for Jason. They could move their jaws. They could move the jaws. I don't. Yeah. And I was like swinging at them and stuff in my dream, and I was I made enough noise that my wife woke up, and she reached over to check on me, and she put her hand on my shoulder, and I thought she was one of the dolls. And so I just kind of flung my arm and kind of knocked her in the forehead a little bit. You're putting hands on Ashley over there, buddy. Don't say that. That's uh, not what happened. <laughs> no. I'm not, I don't want to laugh. But Subconsciously. Yeah, look. My, everyone in my house thinks this is hilarious. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. I have a lot of weird dreams, man. Do you remember all your dreams? Usually, yeah. I, I hate the thing when you remember it for like a minute and then it's like it goes away. It's is weird. That, there is like an expiration on it. Like I'll remember it till about. That's a thing, Rod. No, no. no. If you ask me in like, those first couple in hours, mind, I know. I, like, I agree. Yeah. I agree with Chris, but it was just funny the way. Like the disappointment. I like failed off at the end, and then it goes away. It does. That's I exactly like what it, it like away. evaporates. It's true. Yeah. It's perfect analogy. And oh you're always just like, and you're always like, I'm definitely. I, I can't wait to get to work and tell them about this. And then you're driving in, you're like. The hell was that dream? Where did it go? Right. Yeah, it, yeah. Right. Uh, um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady <laughs> rejected Bruce Arians trying to pull him out of a game the other day. Russ, did you see this clip? I did. He wanted to stay in to make sure that Gronk got his half a million dollar bonus for catches, so he waved off Arians, stayed in the game, in the game, got Gronk his incentive, and then checked out. It's a good friend. Look, I would hope that you would stay in the game to let me hit my incentives. So I'm with him. Yeah. I feel like Blaine Gabbert's like, yo, I can get Gronk the ball. Like, can I play for uh, no, like Blaine Gabbert cannot plays? be trusted with this. Can I, you know, can Gronk, I get six Gronk plays, Brady? 
Gronk walks over like, hey, man, just so we know, like, I don't want to catch passes from yeah. Blaine Gabbert. Like, who would want to do that? <laughs> just you know it. that's I'll, what's happening. I'll catch him. He, needs, I'll catch he him. needs seven catches. Brady leaves. Gronk's got six. And then they bring in Gabbert, and it's like he just ends on six. You know that happens. <laughs> no, you're definitely Gabbert, to Brady like, hey, man, you owe me a million dollars. Yeah. If Blaine, if Blaine Gabbert could make sure that he got it to him, then Blaine Gabbert would probably – have had a better career to this point. Chris, Chris, do you hate Tom Brady from all the years of the uh, of the Dolphins and the Patriots, or, or what's your feeling toward him? This was weird because this is like the opposite of what I was doing with KD. I like him more now that he's – I mean, obviously because he's not in my division anymore as a Dolphins fan, yeah. but I do just find – I find them both more likable now. It's a weird thing. Belichick, Brady, both a little bit more likable now that they don't have each other. We've talked about this on the pod the last couple of weeks, especially with Brady, where it's just like something happened where he's the fun guy. He's yeah. like has the podcast now. He's more relaxed. He he's more relaxed in the media availabilities. He he has fun on social. Like his social media yeah. team is amazing. Like it seems like something has changed for him. And he, yeah, just I, I I agree. Just more likable. Something about him. I mean, maybe it's just right. Everyone wants to say when you're at, when you're in the Patriot way, they don't want you to be that. So maybe he has just more yeah. freedom to do that now, or he's just like, I'm the goat. Everyone says, yeah, it. like, like <laughs> yeah, man, what, there's there's he's reached the mountaintop, and there's nothing else like where is it else to go. So it, you're kind of playing with house money now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have he's fun. Gonna play like six more years probably. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's a 50. I, I think there is something to what Chris said, though, where you see a lot of times an athlete, a really prominent athlete like LeBron, for example, they kind of come into their own maybe as they're hitting about 30. They've been in the league a while. They're, they've been in adulthood for a while. They start to really kind of find their voice and who they want to be and what things they care about, what things they want to speak. At. Great For Brady to have that happen in his 40s is pretty late for that, but I think it's getting out of New England. Yeah, I think it's feeling like you're finally – out of the house like you're finally on your own and and getting uh vindication of that yeah you know what i mean like he won his first year so he's like oh wait if i was even wondering how much of this pie chart was me it (laughs) i know now i I thought i was a bigger more important than him but it seems like i actually am Uh, one last note on football roundup for you guys. Yeah. And this, and I have, man, I have saved the absolute best for last. I, this is just a report at this point. I hope okay. so much that this happens, but Amazon has reached out to Marshawn Lynch about being part of their football broadcast. Oh, like a Manning cast, but with Marshawn. Yeah, well, thing. like kind of like a casual watch along. I, th- I think they're going to be a little more careful and limited and pre-taped. With this, um, Marshawn was on the Manning cast and uh, yeah. dropped cursed. a what the f- on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that the New York Post report that I read was that this would probably be more of a pre-taped. Uh, if the game is in, say, Miami, then you're going to get in the pregame show Marshawn Lynch telling you, uh, you know, everything he thinks about Miami. I would rather see him oh, live for us. We got to get no. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, live. Listen, Amazon, you can pay the FCC for whatever fine you'd have to pay. Do they even have Y'all to? Got it. On the internet, would they even have to? No, on the internet, you don't. What do you? I like. I like the the different broadcast options. Like, uh, what, have you guys done the Manning Cast thing? Like, what do we like? Just I'm I don't cool, want to. I actually think the um, the Monday Night Football crew is really good, and so yeah, me too. You kind of cut their legs off having the yeah. Mannings on. 
I just like different. I like options. I like being able to go back and forth. I just like, I mean, ESPN can do that shit. Like, I like the, like, I just. Options are cool. Yeah. Everybody can, and and everybody can, and they should. I mean, you're going to watch the games either way. Like, the broadcast almost doesn't really matter. So you can take a big swing on it, and if you happen to strike gold where, I, I have not seen the Manning cast. I've just seen highlights of it. And it does seem to be something everybody likes. Like that's a great idea. It, it, or the it film room stuff that like, they do with college football. It came in. It came in hot. Like it does seem to have kind of like you know the the buzz Tailed. around the Manning stuff. Yeah. Like the first couple episodes, everyone was like really excited about it. It does yeah. seem to have kind of dipped in just people talking about it. But yeah, I just like to, I like creative hacks, cracks. Yeah, that's okay. Like if it, if that's a one year thing, who cares? Try something else next year. There's yeah. you have all these different platforms, Russ, where you can put these things you have the broadcast the internet twitter whatever you have all these different places you can put it and everybody's going to watch the game right it yeah. does not matter who you put on there everyone's still going to watch the game why not take these risks and uh, i think a marshawn lynch is quite a risk but man is that a risk worth taking like i will be tuned into that especially yeah, rather, if you get him live i'd rather watch that than michael k and a rod absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh Let's try a new game here on the show with you, Chris. Uh, one of your best talents is creating words. You've built a whole career off creating words. Words. Thank. Perfect. I thought you were teeing me up. I was like, I, I you, you said it twice with a little space in between. I'm like, I feel like this is my moment. It's getting a little late in the night. I was like, uh, is this my moment? Yeah, good. It doesn't seem like it was, but let's play. Uh, let's play our Chris Cody word game. Play the imaging, Tony. Now it's time to play. Creating words with Chris Cody. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. So how do you play? It's a game show and this is how it works. It's all about smushing words together and here I have an example for you. Did you see Saw? The smush there would be... Saw. Jason? All right, Chris, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a few things here and let's see if you can uh, help us create some new words here on the show. Use your creativity. Are you going to get me in trouble? (laughs) Well, we'll see. (laughs) I think these are harmless. These are harmless. So like uh, like right now we're in Chicago. Russ, you've been driving around. You've seen the snow. All the snow is very shiny because it's all frozen. solid. Yeah, don't step on that. We have glassy snow, Chris, glassy snow. Glow. Well, but that's already a a different word. That's not going to work. What are we changing my like? This is the Chris game. What are, what, what is it? <laughs> it's are, like wait, my game. What are you gonna change the rules on me? All right. See, like, there's this game is weird because sometimes I use the first two letters of a word. Like, it, it's just up yeah. to me. Like, you. you wow. Give me thank you words. for explaining the craft. <laughs> this is like listening to uh, Van Gogh or Michelangelo uh, talk about. You're their the painting. one questioning Van Gogh. I mean, geez. Yeah. Russ, we had the uh, we had the season the annual uh, tradition of the Bears season ending press conference where George McCaskey comes mm-hmm. out and. He either tells everyone, the owner of the team, Chris, he either tells everyone everything's fine or uh, don't worry, everything will soon be fine. And um, spoiler alert, it never is. No. Ever. <laughs> uh, I would say Bears chairman George McCaskey's press conference, Chris, was a combination of condescending and depressing. Compressing. Not bad. Condepressing. Actually, condepressing. Ooh. You like that one better? Those are a lot of syllables. You're usually more yeah. like the yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You had to reach for that one. I like that one. That one was fun though. That one that one made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing. 
Chris, we covered this earlier in the show. Our buddy Russ is about to have a... You sound like a bad comedian, the way you're teeing up each one Who of them, by the way. Well, you I'm do. just... I'm, you're like, Chris, okay. the other day, we said, like, just like, you're, you're literally doing it the way, like, when someone goes out on, the, like, The Tonight Show and they're doing a right. set, it's like, I saw right. this cat in the woods the other day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for this next joke, my wife and I went to Target. Russ has a job change coming up, Chris, a job Ooh, change. A change. Good luck on the change, Russ. <laughs> okay. And you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, are any of these offensive? Yeah. Oh, they might. Like, be. Chris, Chris definitely said, "Will these get me in trouble?" And I was like, That's... "Oh no, they won't." But then you're just like, hmm. Like I never want to go not. hunting any cakes. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, stop. you know what I mean? Like, stop. that's no, but that's the point. It's like, I, there's, there's been times where on the show, something is said and the joke is me saying, I'm not playing it this time. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so clearly no. a setup for a terrible word. What about a guest yeah. co-host, Chris? Like you, you're a guest host. A ghost. Oh, there you go. Uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony Gill is a genius, but also a disaster. Uh, disaster. Ooh. Oh, hey, you. I don't know if I like that one. (laughs) You know what's funny about that? Tony will love that because it led to an AO. Hey, yo! What the? (laughs) Good time to end the game. (laughs) Russ and Chris, would you guys like to hear the news we get to today? Nothing would make me happier. I'm going with that answer. <laughs> um, in our latest example, Russ, of uh, why I don't think the media should get to vote for anything important, the Boston Globe's Dan Shaughnessy submitted his Hall of Fame ballot for baseball and voted for only Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Do Jeff Kent. That's a gent ballot right oh Chris. i thought you were talking oh yeah you're right that is i thought you were teeing him no, up. no i was not telling i'm not telling russ to do a, a hot take on jeff kent russ what's going on with this why do these guys do this what, what's with the protest ballots i just we, we know that you need to be voting for other people he says that Je- he says jeff kent was dominant in his position no whiff of scandal how do you even know that jeff kent did seriously cheat? that is weird go, go ahead russ T- tell me i'm not. wrong about why the media shouldn't I know you're on this. You've been on this. Media shouldn't vote for awards kick the last couple of weeks. Because I hate when people do stuff like this and miss well, see, and abuse it. I just don't think unfair. it's fair that a couple of people who have put themselves on some pedestal get to speak for the entire uh, electorate. Like that's not right. If if of the 200 people that get to vote, 25 are pompous like this. I don't think that speaks for the majority. The problem is 25 people being that way could be the difference in a guy getting in the Hall of Fame or not. I think you just got to change. You have to just change the system, though, because, like, if you're going to give people a vote, if you're going to give Dan Shaughnessy and Greg Cody uh, a a Hall of Fame vote, then you got to just live with who they vote for. You can't like the whole point of having people vote is people different opinions and that's how we get to our like it can't just be these are the people that should get in so if you don't vote for these exact people you don't deserve a ballot because that defeats the whole purpose well so it takes one it takes 10 years to even get a vote so i won't even get a vote for another like six years right and then there i i just believe there are too many people who don't cover baseball who get to vote for the hall of fame right <laughs> cody 
My Russ. Well, first of all, my dad, dad that's sort of does. But let no, me give my you dad an example. Cover. Yeah, go ahead. Let me give you an example. And I don't mind. Um, this was all public. He did this publicly. But one of my really, really good friends in Miami is a guy named Carlos Frias. Do you know him from the Miami Herald? I've yeah. Wasn't he on your show recently, Chris? Um, I know Carlos. I've known Carlos for a, lo- like a long time. He's older than me. He's been, he at times was kind of like a, a mentor to me. Really good guy. Russ, he covered baseball originally. I think he covered the Braves for a while and got his vote through that. Carlos now and for the last several years has been the food editor at the Miami Herald. And he's incredible at that job. But that has, that has, that, a food editor has no business voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And Carlos yeah. said that. And he voluntarily surrendered his vote for that reason because it made no sense why he would have a vote. No, it's just like there are too many people who are you haven't been you haven't watched baseball in over a decade. You're covering an entirely different sport, which, hey, salute. Like, that's dope. But like if you're not covering baseball anymore, there are people who are in the game who watch the game who don't have a vote where it's like that doesn't necessarily make sense. So um, there's some issues in the the system. I don't know how you fix that. Uh, I would hope that that gets adjusted over the years. So you don't want the system we'll to change. You're like, I want to get that vote. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but Russ like, is going to do guys. well with it. Russ was going to treat no, it I seriously. Know. And you know, right. like, without see, like, grudges. In, in defense of my dad, I know I like tongue-in-cheek mess with my dad. My dad puts a ton of – my dad researches it like crazy. Right. Now, to your point, my dad is – He'll go to Marlins opening day. Like he he follows the sport, but he's not on. My dad's a columnist, so my dad's still an active current sports columnist. Right. I don't have a right. problem with that. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. So he and he does and he takes it very seriously. So like, but I get your point of like it should be like we should figure out who are the two hundred people covering the sport the best. They should decide, right? right? I mean, right. that should be it. Yeah. Well, speaking of your dad, one mystery I never solved: Does your dad like me? My dad's socially awkward. So, like, if you have a hello, like, how's it going relationship with my dad, then, yeah, he loves you. Like, he, oh. I've always thought you. he didn't. I, I was always no. – I, I like him, but I think – I don't know that he likes me. I think that's – a lot of people get that from him because, like, at in the work setting, like, in a press box, he's never going to be the, hey, let's go get a beer after this kind of guy. He's just socially awkward. He's the kind of guy that on a road trip – you know, when all the other writers are downstairs at the bar having a beer, he mm-hmm. buys, like, a, tw- a six-pack – from the gas station and just goes up to his room. <laughs> That's my dad. I did enjoy, uh, especially in my last couple of years in Miami, he would do his Greg Cody thing in the press box even. What do you mean? You know, like, like uh, there was one day they said uh, they had made some announcement. Uh, like a PR guy came. They used to do this great pregame meal there, and a PR guy came through, and he's like, hey, guys, the, uh, the carving station's open. And I just hear someone go, carving it. Oh, that's my dad. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, that he, uh, he that's that's the thing. All his shticks on the show. My dad is the most of all the people in my in the Levitard show world. Yeah, my dad is the most genuine because everybody else kind of gets what we're doing and turns it on. Like they might be themselves, but it's a more exaggerated. Turn my dad, yeah. my dad, like turns it down. Like he's trying. Like he just <laughs> is just like himself, and it turns into gold. Like he. He it's he stumbled into some greatness with like this like being bad on a podcast thing. What do you think of watching the rest of the world love that when it's probably just annoyed the bejesus out of you your entire life? No, it is. It, it it's that's that's it's a dynamic that like I, I you know as I get older and have a kid I have these moments of I'm so happy to work with my dad. This is such a cool thing that I'm gonna cherish forever. And then ten minutes into the show, I want to punch him in the face because he's. <laughs> 
annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I never want to work with him. Nah, but it, it, overall, it's obviously great, but he does frustrate the shit out of me. Russ, back to the news. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Garnett landed in a, a big mess on Twitter this week. Did you see that? He no. was quoted in an ESPN story saying something incredibly inflammatory. He oh, no. referred to, in passing, he referred to Steph Curry as, quote, the Michael Jordan of his era. That's oh, the controversy. That's the whole thing. That? He's mm. oh, there. People are uh, people take that very seriously. I mean, he if if, if I I'm gonna shoot KD, uh, KG some bail because uh, one I love KG, but I don't. There are things to be offended by, but if I'm gonna assume that KG meant, hey, this guy changed the way basketball was played, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there would people, be people that would say, well, his time and LeBron's time is the same. But I would argue, and I'm assuming KG would argue, that they're different because LeBron came so far or a couple years before. Um, I don't think it, that was that big of a deal. Hopefully this isn't being very offensive. And I'm really just asking the question. Uh, did Jordan, like, as, like, obviously Jordan's the GOAT, but like, did he change the game or was he just, wasn't he just more dominant and better? Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas Steph Curry is physically changing the game, whereas Jordan is just the best ever and didn't lose ever in the finals. Yeah, I agree with that. So, like, it's like like LeBron. I I feel like LeBron is, like, yeah, the comparison of this. I feel LeBron LeBron changed the game because before LeBron, it was Shaq, Tim Duncan. Like, those guys would, if you had the best big man, your team would usually win. Yeah. Then it became a, a league dominated by wings, right? That was LeBron's era. So I would say that if somebody wanted to say like LeBron was the, the game changer of the 2000s and then Steph was the 2010s, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I think Jordan did change the game. Like for in in, in revenue. Uh, oh, okay. The, the, game, the like, game. He changed the, the game. game. <laughs> so much because like, of him. Financially, for sure. Yeah, financially. For sure pop culture he might be the most right. famous person that walked the face of this earth him and michael You're, jackson he made bald cool right yes right, made go. ball cool made one earring cool like, like that i'm with you on that i just mean physically the game like steph curry has done play. steph curry has done less of what you just said about jordan and just literally changed the dynamic of like we shoot a shit ton of threes now i mean we were kind of headed towards that direction but that's what I think when people think that that's Steph's legacy is he made this everyone want to shoot threes kind of. Thing. I think Mike's is like he made the NBA, right? Yeah. Obviously, the NBA had been in existence, but like the modern NBA doesn't exist without him being Michael Jordan. And then now we view that as who was the Michael Jordan of the era as like, yes, who changed the game on the court? Who changed? Like, if you look at the Heat and what they did, like that changed basketball. So yeah. I. I get what you're saying. Like, it was like, it, is it one specific thing that Mike did to change basketball? I think you'd have to really, really go through. But you this. were right. You, you're, you, know? you, you won the argument. Like, you're so right. Financially, he turned it into a bigger deal. Like, like, I mean, I guess Lakers Celtics was a big deal. But like, I, I think he did. Games are still on tape delay. Before, Pop culture financially, know? he mm-hmm. changed the game. Like that is, there's no doubt. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. It's about time we finally got to this, Russ. Um, Kim and Pete, or as I call them, uh, America's Sweethearts, they hit the Camarillo, California outlet mall over the weekend to get caramel apples 
and frozen bananas. They went with their bodyguards, you know, like you're going to have to once you have the TV show. Um, can we just, Chris, can we stop for a second here? Like, I'm sorry. My question about this the entire time has been what is going on here? What do you mean? Good for what, Pete. Like, why are yeah, we but like, I, this is confusing. This is very conf- I think by the it, by the nature by the tone of you guys' question just now, I think you agree that something is just weird here. What's going on here? What, what is this about it? I think it, like, it, like it, it's the it's the one thing about dating and since the beginning of time, you can win as the funny dude. Yeah, is that what this is? And his there's vibe no, is in. There's no person. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is I don't care about anything. That's just like, yeah, that's it's 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 in right now. He's funny. In. Yeah, if you're funny, like, you're gonna have success. What's this vibe? I gotta know what this vibe is. This like, as far as style of dress, I don't give vibe, a shit about what vibe, you like, think. Hey, I found these. I found this stuff. I'm so confident, and he's I'm, himself. Yeah, I'm so confidently me that like I'll, I'll do anything and I can rock it because I just don't care what you think, and people love it. People love it. And He's plus, I, as a legend in that department, too, by the way. Yeah. And as someone who gets a couple tweets a week of, oh, you, you outkicked your coverage, like, I, I can relate yes. to this. Like, I don't want yes. I don't like, I don't like this whole thing of we make decisions on who should be dating who. Like, you know, as, also, you know, that's, look at this face. I'm a funny guy, too. I'm telling you, the personality <laughs> work. I mean, in terms of, in terms of Pete, though, like, it ain't outkicking your coverage if you do it more than once. That's true. Right? It's just, that does I mean, that seem to be his range. That does seem to be his range. His his jersey is in the rafters. I think the question. I think you just answered the question, though. I think we all know what's going on there. Hey man, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who knows. And finally, Russ and Chris, a rat named Magawa died this week. Hmm. He was eight years old. You know what was fascinating about Magawa was that he could smell landmines. He was working in Cambodia, sniffing out landmines. They estimate that he sniffed out over 100 landmines and explosives that could have harmed or killed people. Huh. It's impressive. That's good. That's good run. <laughs> guy's supposed to be impressed by this. This is a rat saving human lives. I'm just digesting did it. Did he Can die I... because he blew up? Or No, he... no, no. I think eight years old is old age for a rat. Uh, <laughs> okay. he, he was an African giant pouch rat. Uh, that's bigger than a normal rat, but uh, small and light enough that if it steps on a landmine, it won't trigger it. And uh, he comes from the nonprofit Apopo, I believe, A-P-O-P-O, which trains rats to detect landmines and tuberculosis. I feel like those are very different tasks for the rat. But um, I just want to like watch this training process, like this facility where they do this. Like I just I'm very interested in what this, this looks is so like. Odd. Like the first probably, day of training, like like do you, like when you like do you have like a like fifty thousand rats, and then by the end of the first day, it's like we got twenty thousand winners here. What do we do with the <laughs> other thirty thousand? Like they have tryouts, or yeah, yeah like it probably like, is something like that. It's probably is they something put a like pe- that. Like they put they a piece for... of cheese like three miles down the road, and it's like all right, whichever rats get there, you know, you yeah. But landmines, landmines don't smell like cheese. I wonder how. I know, the I'm just rat saying they're, they're, they're that. doing that's a stamina test. Day one is just to see oh, who you. has okay. the stamina, and then like you know, you gotta whittle down the field. Uh, Apopo refers to these kinds of rats as hero rats, and Magawa sniffing out triple digits of explosives and saving that saving lives and saving people's health like that he truly is a hero rat russ <laughs> a hat 
I rest in peace to. <laughs> See, it works. It just works. <laughs> See, that's my window. See, that was one of those ones where Jason said something. He was throwing it to Russ, and I knew I had a quick little window for a hat. That's it. It's all I need. Nailed it. No, that's look, man. I the <laughs> rest in peace uh, to Magawa. Um, this has been a really fun episode, uh, Chris. Thank you for joining Jason and I on our audio adventure that we call a podcast and jumping on with us, sir. We Dude, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Well, uh, thank see, you. That's the thank thing. you, I'm Chris really Cody, presented by Sheets and Giggles. That's right. Oh. And also the other place that we can't say on our <laughs> podcast. No, we can. This show is brought to you by BetUS. And, no, uh, I'm you saying can use... when Chris sponsors Chris. Sheets and Giggles, baby. That's it. That's it. Yes. <laughs> We don't have a competing bedsheet uh, sponsor, so we're no, good. we don't. So we can definitely say that one. Not yet. You got to hook us up with the sheets and giggles people, Chris. I'm telling you, he he's a good dude. Well, there you go. We'll figure something out. Um, as always, our podcast is sponsored by BetUS. <laughs> go to betus.com. Use promo code Sports Adjacent to get twenty uh, hundred twenty five percent off your first deposit when you deposit fifty dollars. Um, Jason, anything before we let the fine folks go? Uh, that that deal specifically is a hundred and twenty five percent sign up bonus. So whatever you put in, did I screw kick up? In extra... That's two weeks okay. in a row now. I'm it's pissed. okay. No, no, I'm no. cleaning it up. I'm cleaning it up. That's <laughs> two. I'm cleaning it up. You know what's crazy? I was saying it. I'm like, nah, Russ, you f- it up. <laughs> like this is not right. Um, yeah, what Jason said. 125% sign-up bonus if you use code SPORTSADJACENT, all one word. It means you start your account with $100, they'll kick you an extra $25, Russ. Boom, there you go. Um, as always, make sure you go to Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you find your audio content. Chris, let everybody know where they can find you and all of your lovely work. Um, I am at, I've, I've gone through a few name changes, so I believe at the moment I'm at underscore underscore Chris Cody. What? <laughs> Trying to get that verification, and I've done this thing in the past where, like, at one point I was Chris Cody ESPN, and then very quickly I learned, oh, that can't be that anymore. So I've I've tried to get away from attaching like where I am yeah. with like my name. So I've I've landed on underscore underscore Chris Cody. Who has regular at Chris Cody? That's trust me, somebody. I mean, I don't really know how to go through this process, but you know, if you're out Metal there, Metal needs to buy him out, man. Yeah, if you're listening out there. If Chris, you Chris can Cody, definitely get verified. Like y- y'all know enough know. people where you can I know. get verified. We're working on it. We're working on okay. it. I've been working on it for like three years, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, Russ Dorsey, that's Jason Leisure. That's our buddy Chris. He has a podcast with Metal Art Media. Dan Levitard, you might have heard of him. Uh, and we will catch you guys. Oh, shout out to our boy Tony for getting engaged. Oh yeah, that's right. Congrats, Tony and Stephanie. Uh, that's amazing. It was super awesome. I was emotional. Lawrence was crying. It was great. We'll talk about it. When Tony brings his ass back to the podcast, we will see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You were Jason to the mother. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.